I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 95 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I got to sleep in today, so I'm very happy. Oh, that's exciting. Those are, that's a good thing to be able to do. Yeah, it's nice to be able to hang out in my pajamas for a little bit because I've been working a lot the past couple days. So that's been fun. I've never been a, like, hang out in my pajamas sort of person. Like, I'll lay around, but I, like, if I'm not in bed, then I need to be dressed. Wow. That's interesting. And, you know, that that can be, like, jeans and a t-shirt, but I don't, I don't know, for some reason, I just feel sort of grody if I'm in my pajamas all day. Unless I'm, you know, sick. I could live in my pajamas. Like, sometimes what I do is if I'm, like, doing chores or whatever, I finish my chores, take a shower, and then put on another pair of pajamas. And then (laughs) I'm that person where it's, like, if I know when I get home from work or from anywhere and I'm going to eat or there's dinner waiting, I don't like to eat in normal clothes. Like, I like to eat as comfortable as possible. So I will literally go in my room, put on a pair of pajamas, and eat. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not okay eating in my pajamas. (laughs) It's just so comfy because I hate eating when you're wearing, like, tight clothes or something. Or, like, did I ever tell you the time when I, I, I don't know if I told this on the podcast or not, but. Carlos and I, about a couple months ago, went to this all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant. And mm-hmm. I ate so much sushi that the the pants that I was wearing were, like, so tight. And, like, I couldn't breathe. And I had to go to Target and get a new pair of pants. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty funny. A very me moment, but it was worth it. The sushi was good, but would I go back there? No, because they were one of those places where they were like, if we see a bunch of leftover food on the table, we're going to charge you individually for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those places are weird. And then, did you know that, like, Walmart is having, like, individual checkouts for, like, different things now? Like, you you can perch you have to purchase makeup in like a certain area and like shaving cream in another area what? yeah like my mom she was telling me today because i was i was looking around for something to eat and i saw a a brown paper bag and usually there's like donuts inside of it so i look inside and it's makeup and i'm like what the fuck is this and she's like i had to separately but purchase this inside of Walmart before I could purchase my other things. So I guess they, I don't know if all Walmarts are like this right now, but I guess they're having problems with like shoplifting and everything. So they're having certain sections of Walmart where you can only purchase certain items. I see. I've never seen that outside of electronics. Yeah. And I've seen it where, like, you have to check your ID before you buy, like, NyQuil, DayQuil or something. But 
that's yeah. just extreme. Like I was talking to her about it and I'm like, I almost think it's worth it to go to like Target or Albertsons or somewhere a little more expensive where I can purchase everything in the same place rather than having to go individually to purchase one thing and another and another. And especially those people who don't have the time to shop. Like that's that's such a hassle. Well, yeah, no, that's that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but I don't know if it's just my Walmart or all Walmarts or California Walmarts, but I don't know, Walmart. Yeah, I don't know, because we don't have them out here. That's mm. it's probably for the best. I don't like going to Walmart. Like, I don't know, but how has your week been? It's been okay. Um, I signed a lease on a place. Yay! Which is good. Now I'm just stressing over everything else, but at least it's like one thing marked off the list. What else is uh, needing to be marked off the list? Well, just all the stuff that goes along with moving. Like the actual moving parts and the packing up all of your shit parts. Hmm. I've never moved before. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, I I think about how interesting that'll be moving and like choosing what goes with me and what stays or something because I have a lot of stuff. I mean, I have all the porgs and having to find a box big enough to fit all the porgs, like I might have to leave them here for a bit. Like maybe I would have to like slowly but surely like grab two porgs and then put them in a box or come back in a couple weeks and get more porgs. Like, it's a lot. But then how are porgs going to fit in, like, an apartment or a small home? Yeah, you're going to have to, like, evaluate the porgs. Or maybe just put them in random places of the house. Like, we can have a bathroom porg or we can have a kitchen porg or a greeting porg at the door or, you know, like, they have to be useful somehow. <laughs> Put them to work? Yeah. Like Santa's elves. Santa's porgs. We are Santa's porgs. We are Santa's porgs. I forget the rest of the song. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. The Rudolph uh, Claymation. Yeah. Yeah. Is it starting to get hot in New York? Yeah, it's sort of one of those where it's been going up and down a lot. Ugh. So today it's nice and in the 70s, but it'll get gross later. I know, like, the past couple weeks in San Diego, it's been really cold and rainy, and right when I got back from Denver is when it started getting really warm, like, it's supposed to be in the 90s next week, and then and then it's supposed to cool down and be all cloudy next week in, like, the 70s and 80s, and I have a jam-packed summer, and I still need to go to the fair. But have you been to, like, a city fair or, like, a local fair, or does New York have, like, big summer fairs? Well... New York doesn't, New York does, like, like, the city, there's, like, tons of street fairs and stuff, but those are pretty small, but where I grew up was the, like, one of the biggest county fairs in the country. Ooh. Like, it's sort of, I would say, comparable to some places' state fairs, because, you know, that's, that's the Midwest, that's farm country, there's so many people out there who do, like, 4-H and, you know, raise cows and stuff. So, I always would go to that and, you know, you do the fair things. You eat fried food. What's your favorite fried food? Um, I like the spiral cut fries where they have, like, you just take a whole potato and they spiral it all. So it's like one huge all connected inner fried thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to get more adventurous and try more deep fried foods. Because usually I go to the Del Mar Fair. And that's a pretty 
big county fair. I've been to the Sacramento State Fair or the California State Fair once, and that was a couple of years back, and it was really cool. Like, they had their own, like, monorail, and it was huge. Like, I, I didn't realize how big state fairs were because, like, the Del Mar Fair is very small. Well, not very small. I mean, they have a whole section and then they have like where the horse, because it's at you know the Delmar racetrack, and the whole mm-hmm. kids section is by where all the horses race. So they have a bunch of stuff over there. They used to have elephants, but I don't think they have the elephants over there anymore. But yeah, then they have a lot of like beer and wine events, and then they have they have a lot of concerts too. I saw Brian Wilson there a couple years back and they usually have, yeah, they usually have like smaller artists perform. Like I think Simple Plan is performing a lot of country people, uh, Jeff Dunham who does like the puppet shit, but it's a good fair. It just gets really busy. Like just parking is just dreadful. It's a lot. It's almost worth it to, like, take the train from, like, uh, downtown to Del Mar and then Uber to the fair just so that you don't have to deal with parking or the traffic from parking or anything. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's probably how Disneyland will get when uh, summer hits and the reservations for Galaxy's Edge will go away. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I follow the annual pass hold, holders Twitter page and the past couple of weekends they've said that parking has been totally sold out or that there's no parking at all and they have to do their parking at like the convention center in Anaheim, which is nuts. I don't know. We'll see how bad that'll get. I mean, they are building a whole new parking structure that should be done in like July, hopefully. So that should fit enough people. But anyways, uh, in case you, in case you can't tell, there's not a lot of Star Wars news this week. <laughs> um, but there's some stuff that went down. The first one is not strictly Star Wars news, but it's definitely related, um, especially in terms of kind of our Star Wars community, because I know a lot of people use Anthony Bresnikin as their sort of like go-to entertainment reporter. And unfortunately, he is no longer at Entertainment Weekly. Um, Entertainment Weekly is going under some big shifts. First of all, they're not going to be weekly anymore. They're going to monthly, although are apparently still charging the same for their yearly subscription, which is nuts. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering if that's going to stay. That was just in the article I read today. Um, but there's a new, I guess, a new editor-in-chief, and a bunch of their staff writers got laid off. Like I think the article said 13 people. Including, unfortunately, Anthony Bresnikan, who I think is one of, if not the best writer they have, and one of the best entertainment reporters today, just full stop. And he always did really good. He did a lot of cover stories, a lot of really in-depth pieces, that was sort of his thing, and he did a ton of their Star Wars stuff, um, you know. Obviously, he's somebody we've quoted a lot on here and used his stories. Um, he's done a bunch of interviews on Steel Show. Super cool guy. It sucks. It's it's very sad. And it was one of those things I saw on Twitter. Like, I saw people were, you know, talking about the Brez. And I was like, what's going on? And it's really sad. Like, we've had dedicated episodes to news that the Brez had covered. I mean, when Emily was sick one week, Rusty and I did like a whole episode talking about 
the Brez's beautiful article about Galaxy's Edge, which he was so spot on with everything. And I feel like I already know the park, even though I haven't been into it because of everything that the Brez was talking about. And he's someone that I've known from the Star Wars community since like the very beginning. I mean, for God's sake, he did the episode seven panel at uh, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Like he's huge. Yeah. And he's always at yeah. Steel's shows and he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I was happy because he was at um, Steel's live podcast party at Celebration. I was really happy to, to finally get a chance to to meet with him. It was cool, like, being on the same podcast as him, sitting next to him on the couch. I felt a little bit outclassed. <laughs> but he's just so, he's so nice and he's funny. His stuff is always really good. And, I mean, just following him on Twitter, I also just, I really like him as, like, a person. So it really blows. And and you like to think, well, he's super talented. He's going to get something right away. But it seems like every story you hear of magazines or media publications now is them laying people off. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks. And I don't know the whole story of it but I hope he's okay I hope that he finds a new home somewhere and I I don't know I just hope he's okay yeah it was I mean it seemed pretty brutal like I was because some of the tweets I was looking at I mean one of the one of the guys they laid off is their their film critic who's been with them for 25 years oh that's awful yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go. They've they the god it was talking about how they want to have they're you know switching their focus to digital. Obviously, that's what everybody's doing now, unfortunately. But I don't know, going to monthly It's I don't know, I find it upsetting even though I haven't subscribed to Entertainment Weekly probably since I was in high school or college. I think, yeah, I think I had a subscription in college for a couple of years, but I don't know. It's one of those that's always been there. Like, I used to love getting their, their fall and summer movie preview issues. The last couple of years, you know, they've been doing some really great Star Wars ones. And, and because it was weekly would mean you'd sometimes get, like, weird things things on their cover stories that you wouldn't expect to like smaller more independent stuff or just stuff that was sort of under the radar in terms of movies or tv and obviously as a monthly that's not going to happen anymore yeah i wonder how this will affect them as a company well my thoughts are with the Brez and everyone else who has been let go from Entertainment Weekly. Or enter- what are they calling it now? Are they is it still called Entertainment Weekly? Um for now it's still Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. But Well, I hope I hope everyone's doing well and it sucks. I, you know, I have nothing beautiful or nothing, you know, inspirational to say. Like, it just sucks. Yeah, it does. It's it's a real shame. Yeah. Hmm. Well, should we move on to the next uh, Star Wars news that we have? Yeah, the other thing that happened is... We got gameplay footage for Jedi Fallen Order. Um, like a eight, ten minute video that went up, and this was at um, EA's big presentation at E3. Um, I mean, look, neither of us are huge gamers. 
But just off, just off, like you watched mm -hmm. it. What'd you think? Well, this is definitely not the kind of game that I would play. Like, I feel like there's too much skill in it for me. Like, there's, you know, a part in the very beginning where he has to go across a ditch and, he, oh, look, a rope. I'm going to grab the rope. And it's like, how am I supposed to know I'm going to grab the rope? Or how am I supposed to know that, how to climb on the sides of the buildings? Like, that just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I'm the kind of gamer where... I can sit and play like Lego Star Wars games, you know, like that's, that's my cup of tea, but I have nothing against it. I mean, for gamers, I think this is a beautiful game. I mean, all the skills and all the graphics, I thought it was cool. What do you think? Yeah, um, the bit we see, for those who haven't watched it, is a, you're on a mission given to you by Saw Gerrera, which is awesome because Forrest Whitaker is doing Saw's voice, which is pretty cool. And you are on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee homeworld, because the Empire is using some sort of tree sap that they're refining for something. And you you're gonna you know figure out what's going on and also apparently capture i mean free some captured wookies so it's a fairly it's i think it seems like a fairly good demonstration of the gameplay and that you see a little bit of combat you see a little bit of the movement like like what you said you're you're moving around you're swinging across things you're doing some parkour climbing on walls using the force to push things over so you can climb over them um, part of the problem is I haven't like played video game video games in so long that things that I think come naturally to video game players doesn't come naturally to me anymore just in terms of, of basic combat movements and stuff so I think I'm going to suck pretty badly at this game but it was fun to see some of the little force things you get um there was some cool stuff where you're like force drag, he, like you, he would force drag a stormtrooper to him and then stab him with the lightsaber, which was pretty good. And also, we see some of the the force. I don't know what you call it, a force freeze, like we see Kylo use, where where the energy bolts kind of freeze in air, and then you can do stuff. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about seeing that in a prequely Star Wars game. Like, I always thought that kind of move was like a future move because we have never seen anyone else do that in Star Wars before. Like, I almost think that's a little too overpowered, but that's just me. Well, I mean, it's just sort of, it's one of the mechanics. Yeah. And how helpful it is, we'll see. And it doesn't look like it lasts like a super long time. Like it doesn't. It certainly doesn't look like a something that solves all of your problems in the game. But you also see him like throwing his lightsaber, sort of like a boomerang, a couple times, and that I did not like. I don't like that move. Yeah, I'm only familiar with that move because in the original Battlefronts that came out in 2003 and 5 that was a, or just the 2005 one that was a big move that a lot of the Jedi's would do where you'd throw it like a boomerang and kill eight people in a row or something so uh, but we've never really seen that in Star Wars other than Vader throwing his lightsaber at Luke and I, I believe that was Return of the Jedi I think but so. he never. I know I'm not. He yet. never got the lightsaber back. But I'd like to see that move. Yeah. But and and other than that, I mean, it's 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 what we already know. You know, it's a it's a single player game. It looks pretty story focused. You're gonna be you know, going around on missions and doing shit because it's a video game and that's what you do in video games. I like it being single player because that means I can just sort of suck in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> Instead of like sucking with people on the internet seeing me suck. Or my sucking like 
affecting other people. I mean, this is definitely a game that I want to watch other people play. <laughs> Not myself, because I don't have the patience for that. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played video games in a really long time. So. But. My, my, my tendency when I did play video games even was I'd play them super hardcore for like a week. And then I would stop even though I hadn't finished the game and never play it again. Yeah. I go through phases with games where it's like I'm strictly playing a game for like a month or something and I move on to the next thing. Like right now it's Candy Crush. Like I've been playing Candy Crush a lot, but I know and like next month it's going to be like something else or I'm going to dust off the Xbox and actually play something because I, God, I, I, I have that thing. I got it. A couple year or a year or two ago for the new Battlefront, and I haven't really been playing it much. So even though during celebration we got a lot of those free month membership for Xbox at the uh, Fall and Jedi Order panel. Oh yeah, I don't know. I I'm not like an instant buy-in for this game. Like, I'm not pre-ordering it. I'm going to wait and see what actual reviews are like and see if it's something I think I would enjoy. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just interested in the story. Like, obviously, it's canon, and I want to, you know, watch this like a movie. You know, I want to watch people play it and get the story. Yeah. I think the thing that disappoints me in the, to like, trying to make everything canon thing is, though... I really would have liked to be able to design a character mm. and and not be bland as a bland white dude. Yeah. Hopefully he, you know, he's a good Jedi and everything. I forget what he was in Lucifer or something or what show he was in. Oh, I don't know. feel bad we saw him at the at the celebration but it's all good i mean hopefully he's a good jedi and i mean he put a lot of work into it you know putting all those dots on your face and doing all the all the spins and all the work and everything like it's hard work but and then they have Saul Guerrero too that's the thing that i was surprised about yeah i hadn't heard anything about that until this footage came out. It seems like that had been something that had been kept under wraps, which is cool. Yeah. But I saw I saw a lot of people being really excited about that. Yeah. Huh, well, okay, the actor's name is Cameron Monahan. And he is he's only twenty five. Wow. What was he in? He was in Gotham. Who was he in Gotham? Um, as twins Jerome and Jeremiah, characters who explore the mythology and of an axe as possible origins to DC Comics supervillain the Joker. Okay, I think that was after I stopped watching. Because I stopped watching pretty fucking quick. Oh, yeah. I never watched it. (laughs) Well, this game doesn't really uh, appeal to... I'm not the targeted audience for this game, but I respect it. And the new little droid is cute. BD1? Yes. Yeah, I like him a lot. Dude, 2019 is the year of the droid. It is a very... 
Pixar-looking droid. I've never seen Wally. Yeah, it's. I've, first of all, you should see Wally. Wally, great. But he definitely has like a Wally, like mini short circuit sort of vibe to him. Yeah, I enjoy. But I like these that he's just sort of yeah. What are you gonna say? I just like that he's sort of like crawling around on your back and stuff. Yeah, he's cute. God, do you know what this game had too much of? Fucking spiders. Yeah, there were some giant spiders, and I'm like, hey, first of all, uh, maybe back off from the Lord of the Rings a little bit. But, uh, yeah, also, I just didn't appreciate it. That I, I, I don't know. They needed to be more alien-looking, because they straight up just look like the giant Lord of the Rings spiders that I currently cannot think of the name of. Ugh, and then they had those, like, beetles, and it's like Kashyyyk is this bug-infested planet. Well, it is a lot of jungle. I guess. There's a lot of bugs in the jungle. That's why I don't want to go to the jungle. Like, why can't it be, like, a nice, like, leopard or something? Why has it got to be spiders? I mean, I don't want to kill it. Maybe because people are more willing to kill Spiders than like majestic leopards. That's probably true. I think that would probably be like one of my biggest fears is getting killed by a giant spider or like a giant like snake. Like I was at the Denver Zoo last week and I saw one of those like giant ass underwater snakes. And I've never. I've never was it an anaconda? I think so. I, I didn't get like the name of it, but I swear I've never been afraid of snakes. But like you can see like the top of the water, you see the snake, but on the bottom it just it's like so much more snake. And I swear to God, like I I was like, I'm not afraid of snakes, but if I ever see that fucker in the wild, I'm dead. Like I will freeze. <laughs> and just imagine it coming up to you and just like swallowing you whole. Like, that's just so terrifying. Like, even just thinking about it, like, my hand is, like, spasming right now because it's just so scary. Like, it's just so big and slimy and you just swallow you in one bite. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of snakes. Uh, I mean, I was always fine with snakes, but then they move. Like, once they start moving... <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> so you're okay with dead snakes? I'm okay with snakes when they just don't fucking move. Like when they just sit there and mind their own fucking business. That's okay with me. But when they start slithering my way, I'm like, no, no. Get well, your yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we describe the snake movement as slithering, that's not a pleasant thing. No, it's not. And that's why they should just like sit fucking still and mind their own business. <laughs> no, I uh ugh, no. Yeah, I I agree with you on the giant snake thing. Yeah, thank you. Not a fan of giant snakes. Or bugs. Like, I mean, I'm okay with frogs, but of course all the pretty frogs are all the color or all the venomous frogs are all the pretty ones with like the bright colors. I feel like the brighter color frog, the more likely you're gonna die. Yeah, that is that is nature telling you stay the fuck away from me. I am poisonous. Ugh. And it sucks because it's like I want to travel to all these cool places, but it's like I don't want to like die. I don't want to see like a, a colorful frog land on me and be like, "Cool, I have seven days to live." You I'm, know. Okay. First of all, is this the frog or the ring? Also, land on you. <laughs> Well, it might jump from a tree and my I might be like walking around in a forest or something and oh look a beautiful frog. You're gonna die in seven days. You know? Like I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
I've never seen that movie either. I just I just know the whole seven days thing. I saw that in college. In the theater. Ooh. It's pretty scary as long as you don't think about it at all. And if you think about it at all, there's a lot of really stupid shit to it. But it is at the time effectively very scary. Hmm. I never saw any of the sequels, though. There's sequels? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Or but maybe two of them. Uh, it's a trilogy, I think. Hey, I wonder when we're going to get the sequel to Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were certainly trying. Holy shit. I would only watch it to hate watch it. To, like, sit there and just make fun of it the whole time. Like, that's what I wanted to do when we first saw Robin Hood. But unfortunately, like, there were actually people in the theater. Because, like, my plan, I'm like, it's an 11 o'clock screening. No one is going to want to go to an 11 o'clock screening of a movie unless they just want to fuck. You know? So, I don't know. Not judging you if you fuck in movie theaters, but... Yeah, slightly judging you if you fuck in movie theaters. <sighs> I I don't think I would. I, there's probably better places to... Certainly cleaner places. I just... Uh, just sex in public is just one of those things where just... I, I'm not that sneaky. Like, I... Like, define public. Like, I just don't know where, like, an easy place in public... Well- well, here's the other thing is, I'm not, I'm not sleeping in any place where somebody else has to clean up after me. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, having sex in, like, a movie theater, like, movie theater tenants don't get paid a lot. They shouldn't have to deal with your disgusting shit. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe if after you do it, like, clean up after yourself? I don't know. But... I don't know. I just think about, like, how, like, dirty those chairs are. That's why I like going to, like, those movie theaters with, like, the the nicer chairs and, like, the where you pick your own seats and they're, like, kind of, like, leathery and comfortable. And I think those ones a little more uh, clean. Yeah, you still don't know how often those get, like, wiped down or anything, though. Yeah, I I don't know. I've never been that person to think about those kind of things, though. Because I feel like that would just, like, mess up my brain thinking about, do you know how many people have touched this carton of milk? Or do you know how many people have touched this wall? Like, just, it's just one of those things, like, I don't think about, and it makes my life a little better. Because it's, like, so I don't have to be like, oh, my God, I have to wash my hands all the time. Or, you know, know, no offense if you're, like, a germaphobe or anything. Like, but I don't know. I've just never been that person. Like, obviously, you know, I, I wash my hands whenever the opportunity arises. But I've never been that person that just, like, sees something and thinks, oh, my God, all the people that have touched this or licked this or, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't have that either. But in terms of public sex, I think I do. Like, you think of, like, oh, someone's probably had sex here or something. No, no, no. But I'm saying if I were to be having public sex, I think it would be, like, the forefront of my mind. But, like, where would you have it? Like, def- like define public... Like, I-, I just... I don't know. Like, the only thing that comes to my mind are, like, movie theaters, dressing rooms. Yes, you know, I'm just not into it. Cars. Not, like, that, doesn't, that doesn't excite me at all. What else is public? Cars... Uh, it's a small world. Um, Pirates of the Care. Like, I remember as a kid reading People magazine and Mario Lopez bragging about how he's had sex on Pirates of the Caribbean. First off, he's a fucking liar. Because how do you do that? Like, especially, like, people are, like, watching you. Like, I remember someone like making out on Pirates of the Caribbean and then someone like yelling out, hey, fucking stop or something. Like, you're yeah. always being watched. Like, I, I don't know where Mario or what Mario Lopez was doing or what he defines as sex, but I'm I'm assuming that means a hand job. 
Okay, if you define a hand job as public sex, then everyone's had public sex everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I don't know. I mean, there are probably a lot of places at Disney where you could. But no, you're always being watched. And there's always those undercover security guards. And then, God, it's just you're always watched everywhere. Like people have balls, man. Yeah, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, I like. I would get too nervous. Like, I'm always that person that I, I'm always like, if I'm doing something that like could get me in trouble, like I would be like, oh, someone's watching, or like, you know, like I'd be at like parties where you know when I was underage, like drinking or like smoking or something, and I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna get in trouble. Someone's watching. You, you know. Yeah. Well, um, shall we move on to, oh, well, we I mean, we're talking about sex right now, so we should just move on to another sex subject, uh, Bedwatch. Yeah, so uh, thank you for everybody who sent in Bedwatch suggestions. I know, um, keep sending them in, because I'm starting a whole, like, Google document of them, but we got a bunch. Um, thanks for everybody who's at them, and we're, we're not going to, like, run through them all at once. I think, it's a, I think that's a once a week kind of thing, so... Um, Thanks, everybody who sent them in. But I, I got to start with Chris Freshes because he, he said, he said, fuck, Mary kill our bedwatcher, the reason he listens to the podcast. And then I called him a jackass for not suggesting anything. So he did suggest something, which is Masamita. So now we got to talk about that. So I guess I sort of asked for it. He looks like he smells like cheeseburgers. <laughs> he looks like he smells like che- okay um yeah <laughs> Masamita obviously the vice chancellor dude from the prequels blue horns weird dangly bits off of his neck jackass not a good dude you know helps to bring about the emergency powers in the Senate and then works for the Emperor. Dick. <laughs> uh, you know, well, sadly, the, the Wikipedia article does not go into every part of the, what is it, Charian, Charian, something like that. Uh, anatomy but it does they do have forked tongues and they have like really large forked tongues i'm going to put a picture in the in the zencaster chat but um the thing is though which you think okay that that that's mark of positive but mazamita looks like one of those dudes who doesn't go down on chicks because he thinks it's like unmanly he could just fuck you with his tongue. Well, no, but I'm saying yeah, he could, because it's huge. It's like a foot long. But I think he's one of those dudes who, like, thinks that it's it's unmanly to go down on a woman. Like, that's just sort of the impression I get from him. He reminds me of someone that looks like someone from George Washington's time. Like, with, like, the fake white wig and all that stuff. So... I agree with your comment that he just, it just doesn't, ugh, that tongue. Like, I'm not saying Masamita is definitely, like, a men's rights activist dude, but I think he's, like, adjacent to the men's rights activist dudes. And then he has this, like, really weird stare and, like, just imagining, like, looking up and, like, looking at that, like, while you're sexing. Like, I know. <laughs> I don't like it. But that tongue, though, I mean, if he was a good person, that tongue can do wonders. 
I'm saying you could have you could definitely have fun with other people from his species. Yeah, just he's a dick. Yeah, he's not great. Oh, and apparently they're born as tadpoles. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia told me. They're born as tadpoles in like groups of like like I guess litters of like three or four. And then families have special like tubs that they grow in. Ugh. Which I don't know, immediately makes me think that he's slimy. Like not in terms of personality, but I mean like literally slimy. Those are at least clammy. Yeah, like his hands would always be clammy. Like he just looks like he just smells like greasy and gross. And he just wears like the same robe. Like he doesn't even wash it. He just like, oh, it's clean, even though he hasn't washed it in seven years. Well, yeah, because that—I mean—that robe's dry clean only. Yeah. But does he dry clean it? No. Hmm. Do you think those horns require, like, maintenance? Does he, like, have to sharpen his horns? Um, well, they look different in some pictures, so I assume yes. Like, the ones on the top of his head, yeah. Like, maybe, like, how we get haircuts, there's a dude that sharpens his horns. But not the ones that go down in his chest. Like, I... But maybe, too. I mean, maybe it's, like, hair. But, I mean, does he, like, pull that back when he's having sex? Or does he just, like, have, like, the hair going down? I don't know. Because, yeah, I also, like, I wonder if there's any feeling in those at all. Like, I'm assuming there's feelings in the first, the blobby part right by the neck. But it, this when it points, tapers down, it looks like that's an actual, like, horn. Like the horns at the top of the head. But in some pictures it looks like it might be something different. So I don't know if those bits have feeling or not. I wonder if those are in Rogers zone. Maybe. But who knows? I mean, maybe... Many species are interesting in Star Wars, like like Kiati Mundi's species, like in the legends, like he had to have a wife so that he could like reproduce. So, I mean, maybe he he's that kind of dude that only has sex to like reproduce. Like maybe he like he doesn't even see it as pleasure. Maybe he sees it as, oh, you know, including more of my people into this planet oh see i see him as somebody who's like sexually harassing the galactic senate interns well he is a senator yeah yeah he's totally abusing his power i mean just look at that face that face looks like someone of that would speak to your manager <laughs> I don't know. That, that wouldn't be a fun fuck. That'd be one of those where you... No, I'm gonna... Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... D d say I would try to avoid... That situation. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I would try to avoid it at all costs. Like, I see him walking down the hall. I'm gonna be... Turn around and walk a different way, you know? Well, this was a depressing one. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. And uh, everybody should listen to Chris's podcast, The Geek Dudes. It's very funny. I mean, it's it's super dirty, but I mean, we're doing a segment on whether sex with mass media would be fun or not. So, you know. It's all relative, but they're super fucking dirty. Yes, I would recommend it too. Yeah, and they're not just Star Wars. They're all sorts of geekdom. Yeah. 
Well, should we get to email? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Do you want to read the first one? There's two now. Oh, there's two now. Yeah. Okay. I'll read the first one. And that is from Adele. And this is titled, Porg Invasion? Question mark. Hello, ladies of Canto Bite. It's been a fair while since I sent an email, so I figured it was time. With all your talk of porgs and the falcon and whether we'll see them in Rise of Skywalker, do you think porgs could possibly be an invasive species? Could the falcon and the resistance be responsible for the fall of thousands or millions of ecosystems by spreading such species? <laughs> Each one it seems to have its own wildlife, but in media we know that they're non-native species on planets. Honestly, it would be quite the twist ending if Rise of Skywalker ended with the porgs inhabiting every planet. <laughs> Happy Canto Budding, Adele. P.S. Here are some pictures of my porgla in his chewy pork jammas for Brittany's birthday. Oh, I saw this. He has chewy and pork pajamas. This is so cute. I saw this and I almost like texted Emily, but I was so busy at work. I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. That's the cutest porgla I think I've ever seen. Oh my God. I want chewy and pork pajamas, by the way. I know. He looks so happy. The happiest porglet in all the land. Thank you for the pictures. They're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, so far all we know about porgs is that Chewbacca likes to eat them. And some of them might be living on the planet. Or no, on the falcon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to... It seems like invasive species could be a huge problem when you're talking interstellar travel. Well, yeah. I mean, think about, like, how when you're traveling internationally, they're like, hey, you can't bring in fruit. Oh, really? Well, depending on where you're going. And there's all sorts of restrictions, like, because you don't want anything, like, that would have, you know, the potential to take over. Like, Australia is really strict because they've had a lot of problems with invasive species. But if you're talking intergalactic travel, and as we see a ton, like, not particularly regulated. I mean, there are official ports and all sorts of shit, but there's also just tons of smugglers or just businessmen who could, you know, have, you know, an apple core that gets thrown away on a planet that it shouldn't. Also, too, people can be allergic to certain species or foods. Like, Poe might be allergic to porgs. We don't know that yet. And maybe there are other people from different planets that are allergic to certain birds or certain foods or, you know, because, like, a lot of people are allergic to peanut butter. And so they can't be in, like, the same room of peanut butter or else they'll die, you know? So. Oh, man, imagine if you couldn't be in the same room as Porks. How sad is that? <laughs> what is that? Life I don't want to know. I mean, you'd have to have a whole lot of space, Benadryl. Oh, space drugs. I mean, look, it'd be bad, on the other hand, if it means we get to see Porks in every single Star Wars-related media from now on. I'm all for it. Yeah, I... I need a good porg fix. Like, we haven't really seen porgs in a while. Like, there are no porgs in Solo. Uh, there are no porgs in Resistance. I mean, we got Bitey, which was great. But I, I need more porgs. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're not the best invasive species in that they'd probably be pretty easy to kill. Because they're not super fast. They don't seem like the smartest birds either. No. <laughs> but I'm okay if they spread throughout the galaxy. Because that just means more porgs for us. Yeah, I approve. I approve of all porg activity in a galaxy far, far away. <sighs> well, thank you, Adele, for the email and for the pictures of the porglet. Ugh, I love porglets. All right. Uh, we have an email from Rabia. Uh, and she titles it The Chef Show, but for Star Wars. 
Hello, CantoBiters. I hope you guys are doing well. Recently, Jon Favreau created a new cooking show on Netflix and invited a number of actors in the Marvel movies on as guests. I was thinking that there should be one for Star Wars. Who should host it? Which actor should appear on it? And most importantly, what should they make? Keep on podcasting, Rabia. Thank you. Ooh, I haven't seen this show. <laughs> they had a Gwyneth Paltrow on. And she forgot that she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. (laughs) 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 And it was really funny. Like, he's like, yeah, remember when we did that movie? She's like, what movie? Yeah. (sighs) Um, What did Gwyneth Paltrow make? She was in in the Iron Man movies and, like, the Avengers. No, no. What is on the show? Oh, what did she make? Oh, I yeah. don't know. I didn't watch that part. I just saw that she was on it. Let me look right now. Let me let me get my iPad. And... Okay. Let me make sure to turn off the sound. Okay, so I'm already thinking of people because obviously, you know, we're, we need Pedro Pascal because he's on The Mandalorian. And then we need Diego Luna because he's going to be on the Cassian Andor series. But I don't know who else. All right, let me look up this cooking show. I mean, what should they make? I mean, the first thing that, like, pops into my mind is, like, a dessert. Hmm. Okay, so who should, who should host it? You know who should host it? Mendo. <laughs> Steve Stanton. Oh, yeah. That would be good. He's very charming. He's funny. I don't know if he cooks at all or is into food, but he would be he would be my choice as host. Hmm. That's good. All right, I'm trying to find the episode or the. Okay, what's it called again? Oh, they were making they were making pepper pot soup. <laughs> Because it's, it's Favreau and a chef and then a guest. Oh. It's, um, the, the chef is, is Roy Choi, who's a L.A. chef. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm trying to see what other foods that they have made. There's a brisket one. Looks like a burger. Lava cake. Pizza. Rice. Yeah, kimchi fried rice. Short ribs. Okay, so it's like a wide variety. Well, what should they make? Well, I don't know. I think that because I I feel like food is so personal. I would want people on making dishes that matter to them. So I'd want to see Pedro Pascal like making something from his childhood, you know. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, Pedro's on the list. Um, Diego Luna's on the list. Who would be fun? Daisy, because Daisy's just friggin' adorable. John Boyega, too, is very charismatic. Yes. And Billy Lord would be cute, too. Billy would be great. Uh, let's put Ryan Johnson in there. He's fun. Yes, I would watch Ryan Johnson. Like, I want to see Ryan Johnson, like, make a cake. Yeah. I couldn't see J.J. Abrams doing any of that crap, though. He's too serious. No. Yeah. I don't know why I think this. I do not think Oscar Isaac can cook. <laughs> Maybe it is. He's incredibly good looking and a super good actor and can sing and, and play guitar and he needs to have something that he's bad at. <laughs> he needs one flaw. 
But I don't know for I I can't imagine him cooking. Like I cannot picture it. <laughs> That's funny. What if he's also a super good chef? We need to find something else that he might be bad at. Uh, maybe is he good at sports? Maybe he's not good at sports. Maybe he's not good at sports. I mean, he has to have at least like some athleticism. Doing like Star Wars movies. Well, I guess. I mean, I mean, he's normally like in the ship, but. It looks like we're seeing him do a little bit more like hand-to-hand stuff in 9. Or at least being on planets more. Yeah. A lot of running, probably. Like, maybe he's a good sprinter. Yeah. But I feel like you can just become a good sprinter by, like, just a bunch of, like, practice, you know? Because, you know, all these celebrities get, like, built up for these roles. And, you know, they do a lot of just, like, lifting weights and different workouts and sprinting and eating well. And all these things that take a lot of hard work. But I don't know. Oh, Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, yeah. Because she's adorable and I want her to be in everything. I hope she's doing well. We haven't really heard from her since Celebration. Yeah. But no, I would watch a show that was Steve, Steven Stanton and Kelly Marie Tran like, making salad or something just anything like you can make like some toast and i'll watch yeah yeah i'll have to check that little show out i've been watching all those like bon appetit videos on youtube where like the gourmet chef makes uh gourmet oreos or gourmet almond joys it's really cool or, okay, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's a lot of work. It's, it's funny because, like, she goes into, like, the beginning of it. And she's like, eh, this is going to be easy. And the video is, like, 45 minutes long. <laughs> but that was for the Doritos. The Doritos were a little difficult. But, like, the Oreos and I forget what else she makes. But it's really good. I definitely recommend it. But I have no cooking skills. So I always enjoy seeing... Other people show off their cooking skills and me thinking in my brain, maybe I can do this one day when I still burn toast. <laughs> well, thank you for the email. Yes. Thank you, Rabia. Thank you, Adele. Thanks for everybody who sent in bedwell suggestions. They're all there. If you send in one, uh, Catherine, you send us email. Other people suggested them on Twitter. I've, I, I've, caught them all and we'll we'll go through them over the next couple weeks because i guess this is the thing we're doing now yeah and we haven't done a mendo movie in a while we haven't done a mendo movie in a while we need to do one we'll talk about that yep i have a couple sitting on my computer so sweet um Brittany, where can people find you you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. You can find the podcast Canto Bite Pod. You can email us CantoBitePod at gmail.com. You can find some shirts and phone cases and cups and things on tpublic.com slash user slash EF Lind. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Send us more Bedwatch things. Send us Fuck, Mary Kills. Send us Top 3. We haven't done Top 3 in a while. And as always, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Uh, Kanto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a Kanto Bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendo Bitch number one. All my girls at. Yes. All my girls at. Yes. E.F. Landon.
like me. Podcast got to download CBD. Send emails, just listen and chill. Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill. Ask them a question or send a top three. Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me.